Welcome to ID the Future, a podcast about intelligent design and evolution. Welcome to ID the Future. I'm Tom Gilson. Today's podcast is the second of two featuring a panel discussion on the danger of totalitarian science. This discussion was held at the July 2018 Freedom Fest in Las Vegas. It followed a screening there of the film Human Zoos, written and directed by Dr. John West. In this second episode, Discovery Institute senior fellow George Gilder raises concerns about artificial intelligence, but not the usual economic fears. Listen as he picks up on his part in the panel discussion. Well, could we have more human zoos? Or, even more ambitious, could we have a planetary zoo? Could the humans on the planet actually be reduced to a kind of zoological experiment? This seems utterly bizarre and extreme, and it's hard to imagine. Unless you really pursue the deeper philosophies that underlie the dominant belief system in Silicon Valley. I've just written a book called Life After Google, where I expound Google's system of the world and its vision of the future of humanity. And the essential belief in the essential tenet of this system is that Machines are on the brink of a breakthrough, and machines will achieve some kind of singularity, and they will be superior to human beings in almost all functions. And this idea is also connected with the idea that these machines that Silicon Valley is currently launching, robotics and machine learning and artificial intelligence and all the whole array of algorithmic science that imagines that human beings are merely inferior machines assumes that this current technology is sort of the final technology. It's the eschaton, as in eschatology, final things. And Bill Buckley used to talk about immanentizing the eschaton. And this is really what the current vision of artificial intelligence imagines. It's that the existing set of technologies is the ultimate set of technologies. I call this a new Marxism because Marx's view, his really essential view, was that the great technologies of the Industrial Revolution climaxed with electrification and turbines and industry were the ultimate technology. They had solved the human challenge of production forever. And that in the future, the issue would be redistributing existing wealth rather than creating new wealth. And of course, this very concept eclipses humanity because the key distinguishing characteristic of humanity is creativity in the image of our creator. And if you really imagine that human beings no longer have any function in the productive activities of the world, 
you really do embark on a path toward a planetary zoo where all human beings are supported by a guaranteed annual income. This is really the vision of Silicon Valley today. They believe their robots are going to be so good that there'll be no role for human beings anymore and that the existing leaders of Silicon Valley, the Elon Musk's and Larry Page's brands of the world will go off on spaceships to new planets and transmit the force of mechanical life into the universe in a new kind of creation myth. We're leaving behind all these inferior human beings in their planetary zoo on Earth, supported by a guaranteed annual income, and, and there they can entertain themselves with video games. And, <laughs> and, and I think this is really, it really is the secret myth of Silicon Valley because the, 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 these technologies aren't anywhere near achieving the goals that they imagine. Their robotics are, are not a unique new development. It's just, there's nothing new about it, really. It's just another phase of the same industrial revolution that Marx imagined was the climactic achievement of human society. Creativity continues, and as robots advance, they generate more employment rather than less. There's no evidence whatsoever for the Silicon Valley fantasy that somehow all their machines are going to displace human beings and leave us without any true function. So, so I think the real new scientific threat is a planetary zoo, and I think we can transcend it by affirming the fundamental image of the human in the image of his creator. Creative, as always. Thank you. Great. So now we'd like to engage you in discussion. And so if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to raise, Maybe come up to where the uh, microphone is. Well, I like your last statement. And uh, I've heard that Stephen Hawking said that artificial intelligence would be the death of humanity. And I agree, some of these futuristic tech guys in Silicon Valley, it's just a bunch of rich guys with nothing better to do than to fantasize and to put these ideas in our mind. It's, it's absurd. Good point. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, artificial intelligence is, is fundamentally just the acceleration of existing machines. And machines, as Claude Shannon really showed, cannot generate new information. Machines are determinist functions. And new information, creativity, is uh, unexpected results surprising results. Information is surprise. A surprise in a machine is negative. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, so I think they fundamentally misunderstand their own technology. Charles Peirce, way back, the great Harvard philosopher, mathematician, showed that every symbol and its object necessarily has to have an interpretant in between. Symbols and objects have no intrinsic link without a human mind. And so 
Software all consists of symbols and objects. And unless there's a human mind to interpret it, that link between the symbol and the object gets suffused with fantasies and ideologies and, and unstated assumptions and, and it produces these kinds of exotic creatures of mind that Elon Musk represents when he says that artificial intelligence is the greatest threat to the human in the history of science. Do, do you have anything in your book or any opinions about Ray Kurzweil's predictions? Oh, it's full of Ray Kurzweil. He's, a, <laughs> he's an old friend of mine. He's actually more sophisticated about this stuff than the others are. He's, he's, he's really smart. But still, he, he falls for the temptation of imagining that if a computer runs fast enough, suddenly it will attain consciousness in some mysterious <laughs> miracle of machines transcending their intrinsic nature. And there really isn't any evidence that, that, that there's any consciousness being well, even. And the fact is that, as I show in my book, the current computer architecture of Silicon Valley has is, is really reached the end of its line. And it has to be replaced by a new architecture. And I think the cryptographic community is generating a new architecture that actually focuses on the crucial need for security, for facts and truths, rather than merely communications as the only purpose of technological activity. Well, what about his claim that in 30 or 40 years there'll be a merger of technology and biology? There are already lots of mergers of technology and biology. We're, we humans are biological creatures. There's all sorts of... The whole pharmaceutical industry represents various forms of mergers. There will be prosthetic devices of various kinds. I, I don't think they will fundamentally change the nature of the human mind as the ultimate thinking machine. If, if or, yeah. okay, we, make, we, at least they'll have to abandon silicon if they're going to make any... Uh, we have a whole line of people machine. waiting now. So let me just make one comment on this. On the AI, which is it's so important now, because the science may be saying one thing, but the actual claims in popular culture and of people speaking in the name of science is just like the sort of hype we saw in the past on other things. And so Discovery Institute actually launching an entire center to deal with those sorts of claims, the Bradley Center on Natural and Artificial Intelligence. And George's book really brings about this. Jay Richards has a book, he's also a senior fellow of ours, called The Human Advantage, that just come out that deals with the, the challenge of smart machines and the economy and why we don't go down the route of guaranteed uh, annual income. And then if you're interested in that issue and the challenges, claims about AI, are going to be dealing on our society, I'd go to mindmatters.today. That is a new website that we're sponsoring of that will provide coverage, analysis, and commentary on some of these claims. And I just encourage you to uh, bookmark that. So, yes. Okay. George Gilder, what do you think of the argument uh, that to some degree comes out of Charles Murray, for example, that the robots are not replacing work for the high IQ people, but uh, you know the people stuck with an 80 and 70 IQ, those people are going to be without work. What do you think of that argument? Yeah. I think this is a mechanical view of the economy that 
just doesn't comprehend the fact that new machines create the wealth that endows new work of all kinds. And I, I, I just, there is no evidence that robots will destroy a single job, net job. Of course, the whole history of industry is constant displacement of millions and millions of jobs a week. But the overall effect is more employment, and uh, more people are employed productively today than ever before in human history, and that will continue. And if robots are particularly efficient in producing new wealth, opportunities for human work will expand massively, and better work, and less dangerous, and degraded work, and safer work. Well, I'm kind of disappointed in this discussion of artificial intelligence because for a while there, I thought that Alexa was starting to like me. <laughs> I, actually worked, I actually worked in AI for about 13 years. I left it at about 87. And the one thing that I found interesting or have found interesting in the last several years is that while there's been lots of great algorithms and stuff like that developed, most of the stuff that goes on in AI is largely the same as it was when I left. Right. Um, so I don't actually know if there's going to be any great innovations to turn the world into an AI bubble of any kind, but I just wanted to make that comment because I thought that a lot of people are expecting much more from AI than I think it'll ever deliver. Yeah, I think you're right, although AI is an important technology which has big contributions to make and will uh, generate a lot of new wealth in Absolutely. future years. Yeah. It's just the illusion that it has something to do with usurping human minds that is quixotic. That was my point. I, I remember back when they, they came out with programs that could do medical diagnosis. And they were actually very good. Doctors didn't want to believe them, so they didn't pay any attention to it, but they're in use now. So I think that those kinds of things are going to continue to help develop our society and be yeah. great contributions. But in terms of the, the science advancing to the point where we yeah. create artificial human beings, it's not, not going to happen. But it's, it's, it seems to me that one of the reasons why the, there's these overblown expectations, though, is because many of these people are viewing humans themselves as being simply material products of a chance universe. And so because mm -hmm. of that, they then think we're going to be able to replicate that. If we're just a machine, why can't we make other machines to do this? Exactly. That's the key. And, and it is a prevalent thing. We did, Discovery Institute actually conducted a survey just a few weeks ago of more than a thousand people, sample, na nationwide survey, and one of the questions was along the lines of, in the next 50 years, do you think that some machines or some, some computers are going to be sufficiently complicated that they will actually become conscious persons? 54% of American adults said yes. So I do think these overblown claims, though they may be, are having an impact on the popular mindset, and that can play into a lot of other things. Because if you have that sort of wrong view of the human person, then people are more susceptible to a lot of other claims. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This has been the second of two excerpts from a panel discussion on the danger of totalitarian science at the July 2018 Freedom Fest. For more information, visit mindmatters.today, the website for the Walter Bradley Center for Natural and Artificial Intelligence. 
And be sure to check out George Gilder's new book, Life After Google, available for sale at Amazon. For ID the Future, I'm Tom Gilson. Thanks for listening. This program was recorded by Discovery Institute's Center for Science and Culture. ID the Future is copyright Discovery Institute. For more information, visit intelligentdesign.org and idthefuture.com.